Welcome. Welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. Uh, happy Friday uh, to you and yours. Uh, it's Mother's Day weekend coming up. Hope you get to spend some time with your mother. Uh, I, I, I normally would open the show telling you about how great this show is going to be, and it is going to be great and interesting, but I got to admit I'm sad. And today's show, uh, and this is going to be a two-part show, we'll air half of it today, and then we'll have a second part of it that will air on Monday, because I don't want to give short shrift uh, to a topic that I think is very important and might take a little time to unpack uh, to you all, uh, just because not everyone will be familiar with Kevin Samuels, who we're going to spend uh, today and Monday talking about. If you know who Kevin Samuels is, you'll know why I'm talking about him. But I want to take some time to explain a little bit or just unpack Kevin Samuels a, a, a little bit. Uh, and so it, it starts with understanding who and what the manosphere is. And Kevin Samuels was the king of the black manosphere, if not the king of the manosphere in general. And so I, I, I just kind of, I want to start there with an understanding of what the manosphere is. And so uh, the, the manosphere is a collection of websites, blogs, and online forums promoting masculinity, misogyny, and opposition to fem feminism. That's how Wikipedia and the dictionary, or you know, at least the dictionary online, that's how they define the manosphere. That's how they de define it. I would define it uh, in somewhat similar terms, but mostly it's just men who believe in the patriarchy, men who believe in masculine values, men who uh, use their platforms over social media or on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or anywhere to promote traditional masculinity, uh, patriarchal values, uh, the responsibility of men to be leaders in this world. And yes, there is a quite a bit of pushback against feminism within the manosphere. And so Kevin Samuels, for those of you that don't know, uh, built a huge following on YouTube and on Instagram, doing Instagram Lives, uh, basically giving dating advice to black women from the masculine patriarchal perspective, traditional perspective. Kevin Samuels did a bunch of things before developing this huge following, uh, giving dating advice to, to black women, and just to women in general, but primarily uh, black women. He was uh, a self-described image consultant, where, in my view, I think he started out early on as like a tailor and giving men advice on how to dress and how to present themselves. And he did, I think he sold clothes and did all that for a while, and he talked about a lot of that. His YouTube show originally started out really addressing men, black men in particular, about, hey man, pull your pants up, all these tats and corn rolls and everything you're doing to try to be, to fit in with the culture, does it really help you uh, advance in the real world, and in corporate America in particular? And he was very, conscious about black men guarding their image. Therefore, he was an image consultant. He eventually pivoted to talking about and talking to women about uh, their dating choices, their philosophy when it came to dating. And this is where he found a great deal of success and became very influential uh, within black people on social media, black people that enjoy YouTube shows, and eventually 
I don't think you could just reduce his popularity to, to black people, although that was his primary base. I saw Kevin Samuels as potentially YouTube's version of Steve Harvey. And, and Steve Harvey, the comedian, you, everybody knows who Steve Harvey is. He started out doing comedy basically for black audiences. And then, you know, over the course of 20 years, now has basically become the male version of Oprah Winfrey, and he speaks to everybody. I saw Kevin Samuels on that same track, although, you know, he's, Kevin Samuels either 56 or 57 when he just passed away uh, uh, yesterday. But I saw him as like the YouTube version of Steve Harvey, and he did have a uh, controversial reputation. If you were not a man into the patriarchy or a woman who believes in the patriarchy in traditional roles, you found Kevin Samuels quite controversial because he, the way he talked to and about black women, very straightforward, very direct, not really concerned about feelings as much as he was in, in telling the truth. And so I wanna give you a little taste of the kind of commentary uh, Kevin Samuel specialized in that made him controversial. This first clip I wanna play is where he, he breaks down an overweight woman. I, I, I believe we have a clip here where Kevin Samuels breaks down an overweight woman. Let's play that clip. Um, I'm just wondering what kind of options would be available to me. I'll give you a quick synopsis. Um, I'm 42 years old. Uh, last year I used to weigh 203 None. pounds. None. No, I'm not finished. None. Yeah, you not are. Last year. Yeah, you are. Last year, this yeah. year I weighed 165. No, ma'am, I said you're finished. You're finished. I'm done? Yep. There's nothing left for me. Not realistically. Well, thank you. I'm not going to lie to because you. Because I'm 42? For, see, it's the age and the weight. And then if you have any children. So my kids are... Okay, ma'am, um, I don't the, need to... I, okay, I'm going to be honest. It's the, And I don't want to be rude, sound like rude, but see, when you I, over 40 and you're obese and you... Or even if you're coming down, you still can go the other way. And then you have children. Okay, the only way that there would ever be any chance for you is if you were gorgeous. And if you were gorgeous, you would be calling. That was Kevin Samuels. And again, he's that direct with everybody, men or women. But he specialized in being that direct with women because women called into his Instagram Live and his show and his show consistently seeking his advice. And he would always be talking about what high value men are looking for in women. And women always came with their expectations of, I want a high value man. And Kevin Samuels would question him like, are you worthy of a high value man? Or would you just be used by a high value man if you don't meet certain standards? And so he was brutally honest. He was like a big brother uh, having a conversation with his sister, but doing it out in public. And a lot of people called him misogynist. A lot of his critics did. And I found it crazy, and I think we have a picture of this News One media outlet directed at black people in announcing his death last night, uh, called him misogynist in a headline. And this blew my mind because that's an opinion. There are people that don't think he's misogynist. I don't think Kevin Samuel saw himself as misogynist. That's an opinion. What he was was a self-made entrepreneur that built a very successful business, attracted 1.4 million YouTube followers, and had a massive following over Instagram, more than a million followers, but just had a massive following of people who were interested in what he had to say. And so what I found stunning about News One characterizing him 
in basically an obituary as a misogynist is like, well, hold on. This guy spewed some opinions and questioned women in a strong way. And the way we're going to remember him is as a misogynist. George Floyd, career criminal. Would someone write a headline that says uh, Derek Sherwin convicted of murdering career criminal George Floyd? George Floyd was a career criminal. That's not in dispute. Long rap sheet, uh, violent towards men and women. But no one on, on his death would remember him that way, or they would be called racist for uh, putting something like that in a headline as a way of remembering George Floyd. But Kevin Samuels, when he dies, we can call him misogynist in the headlines. I, I will say most of the media did not do this. They called him controversial. They called him a popular YouTuber. They call, but I do find it interesting that a black news site would characterize this man this way in death. But it speaks to how polarizing uh, Kevin Samuels was. And, and what I'm arguing is that he was also important because there was a conversation that was needed and still is needed between the black man and the black woman about our ability to get along and have families and, and not avoid divorce, avoid illegitimate children. Uh, there needed to be doses of reality tossed into our conversations our society is so upside down and so matriarchal and women are told they can do no wrong. They can be 400 pounds and still Yas Queens. And yes, I know I'm overweight, but I don't lie to myself and no one lies to me. No one tells me that I'm great for being overweight. And we shouldn't be doing this to women either. We're killing them and we're undermining relationships between black men and, and black women. Kevin Samuels did all this, and he was at the forefront of the manosphere, and literally, part of my confidence with moving away from corporate media, part of it is based on the success of guys like Kevin Samuels. And, and he paved the road and paved the way for there to be a fearless army. I don't think he was perfect. I'm not right now comfortable with the story about his death, and we may find out some things uh, over the next few days or weeks about his death, I'm not a thousand percent vouching for Kevin Samuels. I do think he was important. I think he was doing important work. I think he was a force for good. I think he was a force for honest, uncomfortable truth. And I don't think we should be denigrating him at death the way a lot of people over social media have been. People have been celebrating his death, particularly what appears to be a lot of black women over social media. We're acting like it's a good thing that this guy died. So I, I want to bring in, and this will surprise you because we're going to hear from Steve Kim, we're going to hear from Shamika, we're going to hear from Delano, uh, we're I'm bringing in Hotep Jesus, Brian Sharp to talk about this. But I'm going to start with Steve Kim because I'm not sure if anybody has more passion for the black manosphere than the Korean Cosell, Steve Kim. He's been talking about Kevin Samuels and the black manosphere for years, has been sending me uh, video clips of guys like Kevin Samuels and Kevin Samuels for years. He's He's an expert on the black manosphere. And so, Steve, I, I, I wanted to bring you in first and, and, and start a conversation about how important was Kevin Samuels? Incredibly important. And I'll be honest with you, I never thought I'd be the Ricky Henderson uh, on this particular subject. But it is true. I, I've watched a lot of Kevin Samuels, and it was about two, three summers ago when he came into prominence that I started to text you, among other people, saying, have you seen this gentleman here who is really blunt? I call him the sledgehammer because he hits you over the head with the truth 
over and over again, and sometimes it's very bloody. When you talk about his importance, and you say black manosphere, I don't think it's just black. I think that's actually not giving him enough credit. What's interesting this morning is, as it was confirmed that Mr. Samuels had passed away, one of the first texts that I got regarding his death was from a former NFL player who's white, which is surprising. The second text I got is from a former professional boxer of note who's black. So obviously he wasn't speaking to just one demographic. And as you pointed out, he wasn't just speaking to one gender. He he gets a rap of just berating specifically black women. But if you watched enough of them, Jason, he actually gave the same type of treatment to men who did not have their lives together and did not understand the reality of their own circumstance, whether it was social or economic. And he made them understand that those two things are often tied very much together intricately uh, in terms of your social status and the options that you possess currently and how you could change them. And he spoke the truth and in an era where everything is so sanitized, where everything's so politically correct, I, I thought it was absolutely a breath of fresh air. Let me provide a bit more context for the audience in terms of how popular uh, he had become. I think it was just last week, we, uh, or it's been in the last week to 10 days, he was out to dinner with Cam Newton, posted about mm-hmm. it uh, on Instagram. And, and so he was, he was already a YouTube star. I really think he was about to go to stardom, just take the YouTube yeah. out of it. He'd become such an incredible influencer that, got, and I know Cam Newton's not in the NFL anymore or out of the league right now, not as big a star as he used to be, but this speaks to his reach. And then this next thing I want to show you uh, this video that he just did with the rapper Future, and for mm. you young people, Future's the biggest deal. He's like, I don't know, the Tupac of this generation, or I, I don't know. He's about as big a star in the rap music industry uh, that, that there is going right now. And he chose Kevin Samuels to star mm. in his latest music video with mm. Kevin playing himself, basically, interviewing... Uh, future about his personal life. Let's play that clip. So, Future, I want to commend you on your bravery. Thank you. I mean, admitting you have an addiction is never easy, especially when you do it publicly. So, Chanel, Birkin, Dior, APs, five-star hotels, vacations. And last year, how much did you say you spent on women? Probably like, uh, let's see, around two, three. Two, three thousand? It's not so bad. No, uh, three million. Million? Yeah. Like, every time I see a beautiful woman, I have to splurge, I have to spoil them. I'm realizing that I have this problem right now. I need help. When was the last time you went on one of these sprees? Um, let me think. Hmm. <laughs> and and so I just find all of that fascinating. One, what Future's saying that he spent two or three million uh, making it rain on women in in a year speaks to uh, an issue, a problem <laughs> that he has. But the fact that he chose Kevin Samuels to be in this video speaks to just how pervasive. Kevin's reach was and that he was just about on the brink of becoming not just an internet star, but a star that crossed over that everybody would know because there, you know, I've been tweeting about his death since yesterday and people were asking, man, why are you so into this? I don't even know who Kevin Samuels is. And I'm like, just because you don't know doesn't mean that this guy wasn't popular, that his show, I can remember Maybe it was about a year ago, I turned my brother and his wife on to Kevin mm. Samuels. 
uh, to start with, and it sparked so many interesting conversations between my brother and his wife. They've been married 20 some odd years or whatever, <laughs> but they found Kevin fascinating. They found it a good conversation for them to have, you know, watch him in bed, watch his conversation in bed, and then have a conversation about it. Uh, and so he touched every, from the rappers to the athletes to the Huxtables, my brother and his, <laughs> his wife. He, it, it crossed the spectrum. People found this guy fascinating. And, and that's, I don't think it's fair to cast this guy as a misogynist. I think he needs to be remembered far better than that as a pioneer and as, as, a, as an important voice leading an important conversation. How do you think we should remember Kevin Samuels? Well, first of all, Jason, I'm glad he didn't spark a divorce between your brother and his wife because he really put the microscope on the roles of males and females and and really told some uncomfortable truths about the roles of both males and females within a relationship, who is desirable and what keeps someone valuable. And these things are very difficult uh, discussions to have. Where I believe his biggest impact and influence and how we should be remembered is I, again, I'm going to go back to this. He did not just give black men or women advice. The things that he said transcended races, cultures, and everything else, and gender. He gave life advice. You know, the, the problem with Kevin, in my view, I don't want to say problem, but his most viral moments were when he was telling women that, hey, you're very average or look, your sexual market value place with three kids at 300 pounds at age 42 is zero. Those things are very splashy. Those things get a lot of likes. Those things get a lot of retweets. Those things are the ones that really pushed his name. But the other moments when he would really talk seriously about what constitutes a high value individual in terms of what you make, how you live your life, your habits, those are the things that I really found instructive. And, and I'll say this, though, Jason, as someone who does some broadcasting on this show and other forums, I actually studied him from a broadcasting standpoint because how clinical he was, how analytical he was, how well researched he was, because people can disagree with his opinions. They can vehemently disagree with the way he delivered them. He was not for everybody. However, the fact that he was such an educated individual that then knew how to break down numbers and then present them, uh, I found him to be fascinating. And Jason, I don't know how many times you would watch his live streams. And sometimes these things would go on for three and a half, four hours. And I'd stick around for about an hour or two just to kind of study things. And the things that he would say were very provocative, very bold. But it was amazing by, I would say, 2020, how large of a reach he really had, and the donations would just absolutely pour in like a telethon. He became someone very, very important, not just in the black culture, but I would say in the ethos of the American culture. I, I, I agree with you, and part of the reason why he is not liked, and, and, you know, and, and thank you, Steve, for the time. Uh, I got to keep it moving. I want to get Shamika in here. Really appreciate you helping me set the stage. But part of the reason why he was not liked is because he basically rode the Trump bandwagon. And again, I'm not not in a political way. He, he's not. I, I doubt he voted for Trump. I don't know. But he was not some political partisan. But that masculine energy and belief in the patriarchy tied him to the Trump movement and the Trump wave. And it's why he's not liked among the social media class, uh, corporate media class. Uh, a lot of the black elite don't like him because the values Kevin stood with were more in line with traditional American values, belief in the patriarchy, not a belief in the matriarchy. Uh, and so that put him at odds with a lot of the black political elite, Kevin was riding the same wave as Donald Trump and many people in the Trump movement, in the MAGA movement, that made him an enemy and a target. And that's why, and I, I, I just gotta say it, it's why I need better answers about 
how he died. I'm not accusing anyone of anything sinister, but I can't believe the way this thing was unpacked yesterday, that around two or three in the afternoon yesterday, rumors started flying that Kevin Samuels has died. And it wasn't until 11 or 12 a.m. Uh, today that we got some final answers. His, his mother was quoted by NBC this morning uh, confirming his death. I, I've never seen a celebrity or someone of this influence die where it takes this long for there to be any confirmation and that TMZ didn't uh, break this. Virtually every celebrity or anybody of influence that dies, TMZ breaks it, confirms the death, and we, and we move on. It took forever before, and here's the quote uh, from his mother. That was a terrible thing for social media to put that out. I didn't even know. I hadn't even been notified, she, she said to NBC in a phone interview. All I'm doing is requesting that people pray for us. Beverly Samuels Birch, that's Kevin Samuels' mother, confirming his death this morning. I just, and, and the, the limited explanation we have right now is, and again, this is not a great look for Kevin Samuels. He's 56, 57 years old. But the information we have right now is that uh, he hooked up with a woman, I, I guess Wednesday night, took her back to his apartment, and third, she stayed the night, and Thursday morning, she says, according to a police report, that he complained of chest pains Thursday morning. She tried to help him, and he collapsed on top of her. She called 911. I think maybe the, the concierge at the apartment he lived in, she asked for a defibrillator because she's a nurse or whatever. Time paramedics showed up. He's unresponsive and dies. And so all of this happened Thursday morning, yes, Thursday morning, and by two, three in the afternoon, the rumors are all out over social media and Twitter, he's trending, and we can't get any confirmation until the next day, nearly 24 hours later. This does not add up to me, the, the, just the way this is unpacked. TMZ, uh, didn't confirm the story until at, a bunch of places had confirmed the story. Not, not really highly credible places, but a bunch of places. Revolt TV, I think BET had written a story. TMZ, even if they couldn't confirm the death, they normally would put out a story. There's a bunch of rumors that Kevin Samuels has died because it was all over Twitter. They wouldn't touch it until this afternoon, nearly 24 hours later. It just does not make sense to me. And so I'm gonna talk a little bit about that uh, with uh, Shamika Michelle in the next segment. But before we go, I wanna tell you about my good friends at Good Ranchers, our good friends at Good Ranchers. The way inflation is going in this country right now, going to the grocery store is becoming a little bit like going to a luxury car dealership. If you haven't seen the price of meat lately, you're in for a pretty nasty surprise. Thank goodness there's a solution. They're called Good Ranchers, and they only source and sell 100% American meat from local farms and ranches. You order it, and they send it right to your door, and it's just that simple. And guess what? Maybe every time you walk into the grocery store, someone's put a new label on meat, marking it up, but that won't happen with Good Ranchers. Once you subscribe, your best price is locked in for life. Get your $30 discount on prime steaks and better than organic chicken today. Go to GoodRanchers.com fearless to save on the quality you've been looking for. Good Ranchers takes the guesswork out of the grocery store by sourcing everything from local farms and shipping it to your door. Use my code fearless and enjoy your box of 100% American meat and your $30 savings. Order now to combat inflation with Good Ranchers. American meat delivered. You soldiers know what to do. Get your good ranchers, feed your little soldiers the best meats you can get delivered straight to your door. All right, Shamika Michelle, next.
All right, welcome back. Uh, let's roll out to uh, North Carolina and bring in uh, the first lady of the Fearless Army, Shamika Michelle. Uh, Shamika, I, I can't, I'm, I'm not in a great mood. I, I'm, I'm sad. Uh, you know, the Kevin Samuels death has me shaken up. I, I, I really don't, I, I can't explain my feelings why they're so conflicted and why, you know, I, it's not like I ever met Kevin Samuels, but I do think he was an important voice. I, I, I want to start here, though, Shamika, because I know you've been down in the weeds along with me trying to figure out what happened here. This whole thing sounds suspicious to me. The, the, the way this thing was unpacked, that the rumors could start flying at two o'clock yesterday and it takes until noon today before this can ever be officially confirmed. And th that's just not how the news cycle works in, in, in this era, in the social media era. Things normally come out a lot faster and for uh, TMZ to just now be reporting on, on this nearly 24 hours later, I just, do, do we feel like, the, you know, this story makes sense in terms of he hooks up with a woman, takes her home to his apartment, wakes up the next morning with chest pain, collapses on her, and we got to wait 24 hours to find out what happened? I definitely think that story is a lot better for us than the initial accounts that were coming out. The initial reports was that he was with a man, uh, a trans woman, and so and that they were doing uh, cocaine and that it was an accidental death. So I do think that I would rather hope that he actually hooked up with the woman and brought her home and that he died on top of her because I know that there are people just ready to be able to muddy his legacy and say, see, I told you, we, we knew it from the beginning. He was giving you all men, you, he was giving you men advice that he was not living. So I think that people were ready to jump on it. And I would prefer the, the story that we're hearing now than those initial stories that I heard before. I went to Angry Black Women, uh, to their blog sites and their YouTubes, because I knew those were the ones that were going to get on the phone and call the hospital and call the morgue and try to see what was going on. So yesterday, it seemed like it was pretty much confirmed. And there were uh, women coming on there saying that their husbands were first responders to the scene and that it, he, in fact, had passed away. But I would really hope that it's, it's this story, but it does seem very suspicious. It, it definitely does. And so I, I'm going to go to, I don't know if you're an expert on TMZ, but TMZ's behavior in this is what really has me baffled. Uh, you have sex involved in this story. You have a guy that's controversial with giving dating advice in this story. And they wait until 24 hours have passed before they jump in and make any comment. They don't put out an initial story yesterday or last night. Man, there's all kinds of rumors about Kevin Samuels dying. We'll see what, you know, that's the first post that they should have put, but they say nothing. And this story potentially is so salacious. The guy, the 56, 57 year old guy giving dating advice, according to the story we have right now, is still engaging in one night stand hookups and it cost him potentially his life. I, you know, I don't know if the one night, but again, because my mind goes to it. I was talking this morning with, with, with Tiffany about, I wonder if he took some Viagra and that that perhaps provoked cardiac arrest. I, I just don't understand why there seems to be a hands-off approach to this story from the and I consider TMZ corporate media because I think a lot of their information gets fed to them and, and they're, they're in on it, uh, or whatever <laughs> in on it means. But, but that's what, that's, TMZ's the biggest red flag to me that, that they're not gossiping, speculating about this. And, and I agree with you. I look at News One and, and other outlets that just kind of want to discredit uh, 
uh, Kevin Samuel's impact, importance. And so maybe that's what's driving. Maybe they're trying to act like he's not a big deal. He's not even worth writing and talking about. And I think that's he's been trending for 24 straight hours. There's more than 200,000 tweets or something powering his trend right now. They can't argue the guy wasn't important. They definitely can't. I agree with Steve Kim when he said that he wasn't just for black men. I would see a lot of white men who also talk about the importance of masculinity call him uh, the godfather. So I definitely agree that he had crossover appeal. And with TMZ, I was wondering initially, like I remember them taking a lot of heat because they reported on Kobe Bryant before his wife knew. And a lot of people were upset with them. So I was wondering, do they actually care now that they want to wait until the family has been notified? Because when these bloggers were talking and they were calling the hospitals and the morgue, what they were saying was, we can neither confirm nor deny. And a lot of people felt that meant the family hadn't been notified. But if he really wasn't dead, they would have just said like, you know, no, or we don't have anyone. But the terminology they were using seemed to in, uh, to say that the family had not been notified. And so I was wondering if that was really the case. Um, even with TMZ, they didn't want to take the heat for it. But again, some of those initial reports were very salacious and it just seemed very scandalous. And, you know, I, I'm again just hoping what comes out does not muddy the legacy that he has. Shamika, I want to play a clip more for the audience. I know you've seen plenty of Kevin Samuels, but just to give people a, a, a taste of who Kevin Samuels was and why he was considered controversial. But this is a clip where he talks about his approach with women or, or an example of what well, actually he's talking about. I think he's being interviewed on Vlad TV and he's talking about his approach when it comes to discussing women. Let's play the clip. The one thing he said about you, he said, I can't appreciate black men trying to make a dollar off of making black women feel bad. And it seems like when you have you know, your videos, most of the women who come on the show that you talk to are black women. So do you feel that it's unfair that people are saying that you make black women feel bad? Well, he didn't make that statement directly to me. He made that to that sector of YouTube. I guess the inference is. And let me retract that. Uh, my show is funded primarily by men. And talking about making people feel, I don't make you feel anything. You're in control of your own emotions. I think that's an unfair characterization by anything else because if we flip that up, there are people who make money off of making women feel good and lie to them. There are people who openly pander to women telling them everything is okay and live false lives in their face and women can see this and continue to do it. So I always say judge things on the outcome. Um, like I said, I've had more women. I've, there have been more videos on YouTube saying Kevin Samuels has saved my marriage. I'm better. I'm married today because of Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels advice works. Uh, I talk about, you know, this group I had on Facebook where people are getting together. People can focus on what they want to. But one thing I don't do is I'm not into judging how somebody makes their money. That's that's out of bounds. So misogynist or truth teller in your view, Kevin Samuels? He's a truth teller to me. Uh, you know, people say that they don't like the way he said things. Now, for for me, uh, Jason, he took a lot of his talking points from Tommy Sotomayor. So he never bothered me because Tommy never bothered me. I think that what Kevin did was he put on a suit it was packaged nicely. I think that he came across a lot more easy, you know, palatable than Tommy did. And yet people were still angry. So it goes to me to show 
when people say it's not what he says, but it's how he said. No, I think it speaks a lot to the fact that black women are delusional and black women don't want to hear the truth and that we have a hard time receiving correction and we don't like it. So to me, he was not misogynist. He was telling us the truth. And if you listen to him and of course, like with anyone, you have to eat the meat and spit, spit out the bones. He was telling us things that we needed to hear. Stop having babies before marriage. How can anybody be upset with that? You know, a lot of women consider their degree as something that makes them better than black men. He wasn't telling you to be stupid or to not go to school. He was pretty much telling you to not let this degree make you feel arrogant and better than a black man that maybe doesn't have one. So he was telling us good things. He was saying, try to work out your relationship. If you're married, do what you can to try to make that relationship survive so that you can raise your kids in the same household. He wasn't saying anything that we really should have been offended by when it came to the black family and valuing the black man. And what I feel like he did was he gave black men a voice because listen, we, we have no problem calling men deadbeat dads. We have no problem saying that men ain't shit. Nobody gets a, a offended when women say that over and over, day in and day out. What he told us was to stop running with those negative narratives. There are good men out here and we should value them. So, you know, I don't think that he was being misogynistic. He was really painting men in a better light. And what he allowed was for the for us to be able to say toxic women raise damaged men. We don't like to consider that women can be toxic, but that's the truth. And he shined the light so that men could see yeah, I may have been raised by a toxic woman, but I can overcome that and I can be better and I can be a man of value and I can be a husband and I can be a provider and a protector and that I am worthy of a woman who values that. So I think that he had a lot of good things to say. And again, it wasn't really necessarily how he delivered it. We just don't like to be corrected, period. You've already referenced this, but I, I want to circle back to it. There were a lot of rumors about his sexuality. Uh, where do, and, and again, I've watched a number of his videos and I'll be like, you know, there, he talked about men and masculinity, but I don't, not all the time did he come across as the most masculine man. I, 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 and <laughs> where did you come down on those allegations or those rumors or the way he presented himself in, in a way that kind of opened him up for that type of criticism or speculation? I definitely saw the feminine mannerisms, Jason, uh, for sure. But for me, I appreciated that he tried. He put on a suit most of the time. He sat and he just gave us good information. So it was like, you know, uh, listen to the message, but don't focus so much on the messenger. That's what I did. I didn't watch him consistently, but I would have men send me his videos or certain clips to get my take on it and to see what I thought about it. And uh, so I did see the feminine mannerisms. I heard the attacks from women and from men alike that felt like, okay, this is this man trying to tell us how to be men, but he's not very manly. But for me, it was just really zooming in on the message and I think the message was tight the message was right and you know I, that's again why I hope that we don't have this big fallout over the death because I don't want the message to be lost and I don't think it'll die just because he did because I think that so many people heard it and will continue to carry it there's so many things that he said that I have been saying for years, just not on a, as big of a platform. So I don't think the message will die. And I think that's what we have to continue to focus on and continue to carry. And, and I, I'm saying this and I'm speaking to myself while I say this as well, is that 
It is a problem, these expectations of this demonstrable masculinity that we want from men that not all men are able to deliver. I, I can't tune his voice. I can't uh, tell him how to hold his hands or, or, or whatever, or, or whatever the little mannerisms were, and they were definitely there. But, but did this guy present himself in a very, very positive way? Dress sharp, and again, that, that and, and, and dress sharp, manicured, haircut all the time, just presented himself in a professional way that would make anybody proud. And then when you listen to his message, it's very consistent with thoughts that I have and other men have, and that's all the judging we needed to do. And, and I take, I, I legitimately, and I hope that there's nothing that comes out that contradicts this, but I'm gonna take him at his word, that that was not his lifestyle choice. I think he's been previously married, uh, and you know, based on this last story, uh, you know, he certainly seemed to be socially active. Uh, I, I don't. I, although I will say this, I, I, I don't. At fifty six, fifty seven, with uh, the level of money he was generating in spotlight, I don't. I do question the one night stand. I do question. Uh, you know, what's Kevin Samuels, he, he's too high value to be just hooking up with women at bars. I, I, I do think that undercut, because his message was about responsible dating and a responsible approach to your dating life. And based on this story here about his death, I'm not sure if he was doing that. Uh, I agree, Jason, and I do know that there are women angry right now saying that he was actually found doing something that he's telling women not to do, which are, you know, which are, which is be pickup women and be of low value and just be quick to jump in bed. And so I agree with that. Well, I do want to add two things, Jason. One, I think we have to all judge what's high value to us. And I appreciated the fact that he came from a carnal side, a carnal standpoint. But for me, a high value man is not just a man that makes six figures. For me, a high value man is one that has integrity, one that has spirituality. I don't know if I would find someone that maybe is atheist or Satan worshiper just because he's rich. Of, of high value. So I do think that we have to determine what's high value for us, because for me, I don't care about how much a man brings home. I don't want somebody living on the streets, but, but that doesn't determine somebody being high, high value to me. But I also want to say, it is said that he's a cancer survivor, that he had Hodgkin's and if he did, and if he had like any type of radiation, that increases his chances of having a heart attack. So I also want to add that in there, that it could have been something medical, and this was just his fate regardless. I, I'd heard that he'd had problems with, with his heart before, and that he had been rushed to the hospital before with some of these issues. So I don't know what's going to come out, but... Goodness knows, I'm really hoping that it is not some of these initial reports. Let me play you one final clip, ask you one final question, and I'm going to let you go. Uh, his most recent controversy was about leftover women. Uh, let's play that clip. But if you have made it to 35 years old and you're unmarried, you are a leftover woman. A leftover woman. You are what is left. Men know that there's something likely wrong with you. Whether you want to hear it or not, I'm going to just go there with you. I'm telling you the truth that you don't want to hear. Men know that there's something likely wrong with you. Here's what's going to happen. If you are a woman, 35 plus, and you want a man that's... Uh, on the same lifestyle level, you're going to have to share it. Your reaction uh, to that comment, I believe you're 36 years old. 
<laughs> your reaction to that comment? You know, I thought it was funny when I heard it because, again, I said he's been saying things that I've said for years. There are probably videos or, or content out there with me saying if a woman is over 35 and she's never been married, something is wrong with her. So I, I, I laughed when I heard it because I kind of agree. I do have to say, though, that we have to consider the effects that feminism has had on women and the fact that women a lot of them don't desire to get married earlier. They don't have any type of concept of their biological clock. They don't realize, hey, I'm getting older. I need to settle down. They feel like they have forever. And then that's why you see so many of them having in vitro and trying to do things and freeze their eggs because they waited too late. So I do think that if they're not married before 35, at least one time, something something is wrong. And um, But we do have to consider how feminism has changed the way uh, women look at things and not, and being delusional. We have an issue among black women with being completely delusional. And I think feminism has helped us on that. Shamika, thank you so much for the time. Uh, we're gonna continue the conversation. Uh, get your Fearless Army swag at shopblazemedia.com. Uh, stay tuned, Uncle Jimmy and the approval rating. It's my obligation, no hate, discrimination, raising up your hands for freedom. We must exist in a state of man glorious as we are protected by the red, the white, and the blue. But remember, the mind is the key. The fearless soldier pledges to place God first and foremost in his everyday endeavors of life. We, the fearless army, are one nation under God, indivisible with freedom and a belief in the American dream. The men bold enough to join our movement comprise what we like to call the new dream team. We are leaders of our families, our churches, and of this nation. We reject the seeds of division that are planted by corporate media misinformation. We affirm that all men are created equal and are endowed with inalienable rights which are granted by our Heavenly Father. We are bound by honor to accept God's challenge, to take the flag and lead, to cherish, to protect, and to nurture the life of our unborn seed. I am a fearless soldier, so shed no tears for me. I am not a victim. I am the man that God made me to be. Amen. All right, welcome back. It's time for the approval rating. Embrace yourself. Why? I think we found uh, the man in the manosphere <laughs> who doesn't like Kevin uh, Samuels. Are you we, part of the manosphere or not? we get started first? <laughs> Are you part of the manosphere or not? Yes, I manscape. But you don't like Kevin Samuels? Uh, I, I like Kevin, man. I, I, let me be very honest with you. Let me be very honest because I thought about this. Remember uh, a couple months ago, a month ago, you did the story about the heavily set minister who was giving a wonderful message, but you felt like... Yes, yeah. Okay, and you Wasn't said... Wasn't a minister, but yeah, lieutenant governor of North Carolina. Go ahead. Well, yes. well, but it, well, yeah, the was, dude that was sweating a, a lot. Yeah, the yeah. dude that was sweating a lot. You said that it took yeah. away from his message. Yes. That's just kind of how I feel about Kevin, you know? What I mean, I'm not... He's not heavy set. The man weighs a, or weighed about 170 pounds. I kind of have a problem when every word you say to a woman... You talking like this. See, I, I sit like this every day. I sit like this. Now, whether you realize it or not, Kevin Samuels does what you and I refer to pudding as what? Pop. The pudding pop. <laughs> Obama sits like this. <laughs> they, 
mean, I'm just saying, I mean, if you're going to wear a tie, you need to, you know, and he likes to, you know, he likes to wear brooches. Go ahead, man. I'm, right. I ain't got no problem. Let's go, man. So you, the presentation just didn't hit for you. What he said was cool, but the presentation undermined it. Yeah. And, and to top it off, I mean, because to me, honest to goodness, it's something, and I have this thing about me, it's something about it, the message wasn't landing. You know, I understand what you're saying. It's sounding good, but it just ain't landing with me. And now look at the end. Now, now everything's coming out. What's coming out? Ain't nothing came out yet. Yeah, it sound like sound like he it sound like he was he wasn't practicing. Yeah, sounds was, like he wasn't practicing what he preached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and this is what we have to be careful of because it's all gonna come out in the wash. You know, and you said they're talking about black women and this and that and this and that. Hey, you wanna run through a black woman like the rest of us. Now come on. Not not right or wrong. Now the way he talking, I swore up and down. He didn't like black women. Oh, Never no, did. no, 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 no. You didn't watch him if you But no, I mean, no. Dude, what I'm saying is he talks about them. You know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You talk about them. Come on, man. Evidently, you love a black woman just like the rest of us. A low-value one just like the rest of us. Bottom line, if he got her on a one-night stand, that you know, he's always talking about high value and don't sleep with tramps and blah. Okay, Jason, with one-night stand, you can't get a woman with high morals. They don't go together. Okay, come on, let's go. All right, uh, <laughs> let's go, man. Job performance. Look, man, this dude came from out of nowhere, built a YouTube following of 1.4 million, was making great money, and was headed to superstardom. I give him a 25. Okay. In terms of job performance. Job performance. I give him a 17. Just simply because, yeah, he did good, you know, but he ain't no Joe Rogan. So I'm just saying. He did something different. He was a different kind of Joe Rogan. Look, Jason, you misunderstand this. Kevin Samuels just ain't my cup of tea. Gotcha. I like coffee. <laughs> but just remember, Joe Rogan was at this for 10, 15 years. Kevin Samuels at it for two or three. Hey, I respect the brother's hustle. Uh, character, he goes out on a one-night stand, so I can't give him a perfect score in character. I'm, I, I gave him a 20, uh, and that's, you know, if he wasn't dead, I'd probably drop it down to about a 12. Uh, but I give him a 20 in character. I'm going to give him a 12 because I'm not really sure. Once again, I'm not really seeing just like everything else. I don't know what side you really own, man. Uh, and so I would imagine well, this is where we will agree, authenticity. I, I, the way he just went out makes him seem inauthentic, so I'm going to give him a 10 in authenticity. Well, authenticity, I give him a 20, I mean a 12, excuse me. His authenticity is just like his death, a mystery. <laughs> his death is a mystery. Okay. Uh, and I can't, somebody needs to do a movie on that or a documentary. Uh, it Factor. Uh, listen, he came from nothing. He dressed stylishly. Everybody, you know. He wore yellow socks. <laughs> I'll give him a 22 uh, in it factor. He certainly had it over the Instagram and YouTube. Okay, I'll give him a high mark. I'll give him a 25. Because this is the one thing that's true about what's going on with Kevin Samuels. We don't really know. But I think the Bible said it best. And he said, ash to ashes, dust to dust. Linger long, but die you must. <laughs> there it is. Hope your soul is right, bro. Yeah. That's truthfully, Jason, honest to God, seriously, before you go, all of the money in the world, all of the likes in the world, it means what if your soul ain't right? Absolutely nothing. And uh, there's the message. <laughs> message. All right. Uh, <laughs> I think I hear tomorrow, or I should hear tomorrow. And that means we'll, uh, we're done for the week. Oh, I'm sorry. I got him at a smoke show. Jimmy's got him at a grease fire. Uh, that's it and that's all. We'll see you next week.